Vicki Vetter, the Student Ministry Director here at Legacy. What a treat it is to be with you uh, this morning. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. You know, last month on Mother's Day, my husband, um, who many of you know, Pastor Brandon, he leaned over to me and he said, hey, uh, for Mother's Day this evening, you don't have to cook dinner. I'll cover it. Which was hilarious because I never cook dinner. Brandon does it every day. But it did work out because now I can say, hey, for Father's Day today, Brandon, you don't have to preach. I'll cover it. The other slightly ironic bit about me being able to speak with you this morning is that when I interned at Legacy as a college student, the pastor at the time, Pastor Kermit, he invited me to preach once that summer, and it also happened to be on Father's Day. I gave a message entitled, Be the Moon, Reflect the Sun, and as you'll soon see, our mini-movie today is called La Luna. It is also about the moon, and so in about 20 years' time, we've come full circle. These short films have been really fun to watch and discuss together, haven't they? Today is week three of five for this series on mini movies, and tonight's delightful film is called La Luna. It's one I've enjoyed for years. It was featured before the Pixar movie Brave, uh, which came out in the summer of 2011. My family watched it in our small town theater at Mitchell, South Dakota, and they had a really nice um, cry room that was quite convenient because Eli was about three months old and in a car seat carrier. So we had our own little room to film, to watch this film. Um, I think La Luna is well paired with Brave as this short film kind of covers a father and a grandfather passing on the family business to the young boy Bambino. And the Brave movie, maybe you know, dives into a lot of dynamics between the mother and the daughter. So this morning we get to watch the whole film straight through. As we do, I encourage you to look for themes of discipleship, meaning how we grow in our relationship of Christ, how we follow Jesus, and especially how we um, help others become disciples of Jesus too and grow in their faith. I wanna to share today's main scripture before we start so it's fresh in your mind as you watch. It's a verse that's very appropriate for Father's Day, in fact. Proverbs 22, verse six. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. What a sweet short film of passing on family vocation and values as Papa and Nano, the dad and the grandpa, train up young Bambino. As you're probably already putting together in your own mind, this film gives us a lot of hints of how we as Christian adults can pass on our faith and values to the next generation. We might not have the very important and highly unscientific job of sweeping the moon, but we do have a high calling to direct children onto right path and teach them the ways of Christ. The first thing I noticed was the way the boy watched and imitated the adults. He crossed his arm like them, he wiped his nose, he cleaned his ear. He wants to be just like them. It made me think of that old expression that faith is often more caught than taught. The young ones in your world, whether they're actually younger than you or they're just spiritually newer believers, they are watching to learn how to do this Christian living thing. I find that both reassuring and somewhat terrifying. Reassuring because it, it takes the pressure off having to have the perfect words to explain and intentionally teach every little thing. The thought that kids will just pick it up naturally is kind of a relief. I mean, how great is it that kids learn how to talk without parents having to teach the finer points of grammar? But on the other hand, I know I and maybe you, a lot of us have some bad behaviors we don't want our kids or the church youth to pick up from us. We'd rather they do what we say and not what we do in some areas. Either way, this serves as a good reminder to be careful how we live, how we speak, how we act in all aspects of life because someone else might be learning from you and trying to imitate it. 
I think sitting there in the boat, not even knowing what they're waiting for yet, Bambino learns to imitate a lot more than just posture. The father and the grandfather are totally at ease, just waiting, unanxious, unhurried. So the boy reflects that too. He's curious and waiting. Those are the kinds of moods and modes that are better modeled than any lecture can teach. The way you respond in a stressful situation, the way you speak to others when you're angry, the way you handle disappointment and loss, all those things will teach others so much about your heart. We can direct our children onto the right path by modeling what it looks like to walk that path ourselves. Secondly, the father and the grandfather, they give the child the equipment he needs to live the life that they're guiding him into. They give him the hat and <laughs> to try to fit in with the others and debate about how to wear it and the tools that he'll need to do the job. So what kind of tools do we need to share to equip others to live for Jesus? This kind of gift giving is a little more intentional than the basic imitation. We share tools of prayer and understanding scripture and being connected to the church and service. For parents specifically, I know there are weeks when it is a bloody battle to get everyone up and out the door to come to church or even just to gather and watch together online. But kudos to anyone who's trying because worship is a tool shed where all of us can learn and practice and grow many useful spiritual skills. And if your kids see you using those skills and um, tools in other areas of life too, they'll be so much more comfortable trying them out for themselves. If you're not a parent or your kids are grown, there are children and teens and young people in your world who would benefit from knowing some of the things you know. In fact, one of the real interesting aspects of parenting teenagers is that kids don't want to learn anything directly from you anymore. And that's somewhere that other church friends can step in, share their faith with students who just aren't able to hear some of these things from their parents at this time. So what helps you grow and learn in your relationship with God? And how could you share that with others and give them new tools. We can direct any of the children in our lives onto the right path by equipping them with the tools they'll need along the way. Here at Legacy, I'm so glad for the many opportunities we have for intergenerational ministry. We have teens serving shoulder to shoulder with adults on the worship team and in hospitality and kids ministry. A lot of great examples of this this week with VBS. Those experiences are so essential for our students to see what it looks like to live out your faith and serve your church as an adult. If students were only always with other teenagers back in the youth wing, then when they graduate from youth ministry, they won't know how they fit into the church body anymore. They need experiences of what church life looks like at every age so they can imagine their own future within this body of believers. And that goes for all of us, not just teens. We all need to see people at different stages of life living faithfully. I have personally been discipled and taught and encouraged by so many faithful women in Bible studies and circles and um, throughout congregations that we've been a part of. So wherever you find yourself serving or learning alongside others, take the opportunity to share why you're involved, um, what it means to you, what's your mindset and your intention, whether you're leading kids in VBS or serving coffee on Sunday morning, or even just sitting down in your own home to read scripture. Share with others the tools you use, whatever practices you utilize to feed your own soul. You know, it's great that so many of our youth did volunteer at VBS this week. I hope they learned a lot because we will be taking the VBS program on the road and leading it for the United Methodist Church in Center, North Dakota, in just a few weeks. We're trying to follow this model of learning new skills side by side with adults and then taking what they've learned and trying it out on their own to share it with another group of children. In this way, our students will become the leaders um, who are able to disciple the next group of Jesus followers. 
This is also an example of the third principle we see in the La Luna film, as dad and grandpa give Bambino the freedom to try out his own way of doing things. They set up the ladder and encourage him to climb. He's nervous and excited, a little unsure, but if his family thinks he can do it, he's willing to give it a try. If there are people in your life that you are pouring into, that you are intentionally discipling to help them grow closer to Jesus, don't miss this step. After you've modeled the behavior, after you've given them tools they need, give them the space to try out things for themselves. They might fall and fail along the way, but they'll learn a lot from that too. They might succeed in ways you never even expected. As I mentioned before the film, there are two sides to discipleship. There's the kind we're already talking about where you help others become disciples of Jesus and learn and grow closer to him. And then there's each person's individual discipleship, as we all follow and imitate Christ in our own lives too. If you picture all Christians walking on a path, that right path that the proverb refers to, I'm trying to follow Jesus and so many examples in front of me, and maybe others are trying to follow my example as they join the journey. The Apostle Paul, author of many letters in the New Testament, speaks of this too. In 1 Corinthians, he writes, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The beautiful example of personal discipleship we get from the La Luna film is seeing Bambino find his own unique way to carry out the task. I love that moment when he realizes that each man's preferred broom resembles them and maybe a little bit of their personality. Clearly, Bambino is gonna need to find his best way of doing things. Sometimes when we hear phrases like, we should imitate Christ, um, it sounds like an unattainable goal. I mean, no matter how hard I try, I am never going to be a first century Middle Eastern Jewish man. Nor will I ever have the pure heart and mind of Jesus who is fully divine on top of his full humanity. Fully human I can do, but the other parts are a little harder. But look at the way that Dallas Willard explained discipleship in his book, The Divine Conspiracy. He says, and this is paraphrasing, but he says when we're trying to imitate Christ, we can imagine what Jesus would be like if he were you. So in your body, in your home, in your family, with your job and your temperament and your unique gifts and skills, what would Jesus say and do and be like if he were you? Our confirmation curriculum touched on this same idea with this analogy. They said, imagine an art teacher giving a class an assignment to paint a landscape. Each student can faithfully do the assignment, but they'll do it in their own way. They might paint mountains or woods or a sunset on the lake. They'll use different mediums, different colors, different textures, but they can all faithfully complete the assignment. Being a disciple of Jesus is like that. Our goal is not to copy every specific detail of the person of Christ. It's a creative act. It'll look differently for each person because God has created us differently. Thus, we see Bambino choose a rake instead of a broom to gather the moon stars. The three guys work alongside each other towards the same goal, but each in their own unique way. Because the father and the grandfather gave Bambino the freedom to explore and discover some of the things on his own, he finds new insight into the moon stars. And this is a great thing about sharing our faith in community and walking this path alongside each other. Because new people bring new insight and new ideas, new perspective. I can't tell you how many times a student will come up with a question or an idea about a scripture passage that I've known and studied and thought I understood until an eighth grader will say something totally unexpected and expand that verse in a way that I've never thought of before. I love those moments, those moments when you encounter a brand new idea. Papa and Nano are just as surprised when Bambino has a new idea about how to handle that giant star that crashed onto the moon. They tried all the regular means of removing it, but nothing worked. 
until that little guy climbs up to the top, taps it in just the right spot, and the whole thing breaks into hundreds of small stars. The men also love this moment. They're amazed and delighted at this new approach and proud of their boy who figured it out with his brand new insight. This journey of discipleship, with all of us trying to follow Christ and walk the right path, it doesn't always come with clear rankings of who's leading and who's following at every stage. We're all sojourners together. We're all trying to follow the only true leader, Jesus. If you're going to encourage anyone to follow your example, or if you know there's people in your life watching for your example, make sure that you are always doing your best to follow the example of Christ. And for the parents, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, the neighbors and church friends, you can and you should share what you've learned, model your best behaviors, and find opportunities to encourage and equip all of our children onto the right path. And each of us can help one another when we are older to not leave that path of discipleship. Be eager to learn from and receive from one another as we're all still growing and learning and trying to creatively live out this assignment to imitate Jesus. May we all seek to do so together.